Have you ever had that heart-stopping moment when you realized you forgot the password to a critical account? I have, and that's exactly why I switched to 1Password years ago, and honestly, it's been a game-changer. I can't do without 1Password, and I know that if you give it a try, you will feel the same way. And when you support our sponsors, then you support the show. So I encourage you to check out what 1Password has to offer One of the things 1Password has to offer is it combines top-tier security with an award-winning design, making password management a breeze for anyone, anywhere. From the moment I started using 1Password, I said goodbye to the days of resetting passwords and worrying about security breaches. You see, 1Password isn't just about convenience. It's about saving you from the real cost of data breaches and the daily time suck of password resets. It works seamlessly across all your devices, filling in passwords for you so that you can sign in with a click. And the best part, all you need to do is remember one strong password that protects everything else. I've been using 1Password for as long as I can remember. My family is using it. Everyone in this household has bought in. It's, again, a game changer. It's completely transformed how I handle my digital security and my family feels the same way. We've gotten away from using the same passwords again and again and again, or sticky note reminders or having that notebook that says passwords I must remember. Plus, 1Password is trusted by millions, including giants like IBM and Slack. With 1Password, my digital life and my family's digital life is not only more secure, but infinitely simpler. And look, if you've ever been frustrated by a family member constantly asking for passwords, 1Password's secure sharing has been a total relationship saver for me. It's so secure that the Associated Press relies on it in high-risk areas, which means it's more than capable of keeping your digital life safe and streamlined. So why not make the switch? Protect yourself, your family, and your business with 1Password. It's the simple and secure way to manage your digital life. And right now, listeners of A Productive Conversation get a free two-week trial at onepasswordcom slash ProductiveConvo. That's two free weeks at onepasswordcom slash productive convo. Again, onepasswordcom slash productive convo. Check out one password. I know you'll fall in love with it like my whole family has. Again, that's onepasswordcom slash productive convo for two free weeks. Check it out today. Have you ever considered the impact your work environment has on your health and your productivity? Enter uplift desk a revolutionary standing desk designed to transform the way you work and that's just the beginning of what uplift desk has to offer with an emphasis on ergonomics and customization uplift desk offers a solution that caters to the dynamic needs of modern professionals whether you're coding designing or podcasting like i am right now the flexibility to switch between sitting and standing can significantly enhance your focus and vitality What makes Uplift Desk stand out is not just their commitment to quality and innovation, but also their dedication to creating a healthier workspace. With options to customize from over 100 desktop materials and a plethora of accessories, Uplift Desk ensures that your work setup is uniquely yours, promoting better posture and movement throughout the day. And here's an offer to get you started on a healthier work journey starting today. Go to upliftdesk.com slash timecrafting for 5% off your order. That's up 
liftdesk.com slash timecrafting to get 5% off your entire order. Your health, your productivity, your future self will thank you. Again, that's upliftdesk.com slash timecrafting and get 5% off your entire order today. Hi, I'm Matt Martin, and I'm about to have a productive conversation with Mike Vardy. Welcome to A Productive Conversation. I am happy to have Matt Martin on the show today to engage in a productive conversation with yours truly. He is the co-founder and CEO of Clockwise. It's the AI-powered time management calendar, and boy, do we get into the subject of AI, specifically generative AI. We also dive into the idea of theming, and we get into time crafting a bit, which is something I enjoy talking about, but we dive into it a little bit more than usual during our conversation. We talk about a famous Walt Whitman quote that we both enjoy. We talk about about how meetings don't have to be impossible and how using a tool alongside a framework can help you make the most of the time that you have. It's really just two productivity geeks geeking out about productivity. So without further ado, here's my conversation with Matt Martin. Enjoy. Matt, thanks so much for taking the time to join me today for a productive conversation. Thanks for having me. I'm stoked to be here. So first off, you know, I want to talk to you about you know, kind of what you do for those that don't know who you are, have not come across before. Like, first off, what, what do you do? What's your role? And what, what kind of led you into your interest in, you know, improving people's relationships with time, time management, what have you, and also kind of cultivating productiveness, uh, for, you know, in their lives, but also obviously in yours and in your own company culture. Yeah, absolutely. So I am one of the co-founders and the CEO of a company called Clockwise. And uh, we are a time automation platform that helps individuals, teams, and companies get the best schedule for them. And, you know, Mike, I mean, I feel like I'm talking to a kindred spirit here because, uh, you know, I'm just kind of a uh, productivity nerd. Um, you know, I, I, it's something that I've been passionate about for a long time and for much of my career. But Clockwise was really born out of my experience being an engineering manager. Uh, I was at a company that was acquired by Salesforce. And I was having the toughest time getting time for the work that really mattered to me. Right. Felt like I was running around like a chicken with my head cut off, you know, just kind of, yeah, I mean, you know, you've written about this. I mean, but feeling like I'm just like putting out fires, reacting mm -hmm. instead of being proactive. And, and, and I've learned since then that I think that this is the wrong attitude. But at the time I thought, oh, whatever, that's my job. Um, but what really bothered me is I was seeing that on my team as well. Uh, you know, the people that, you know, incredible people hired, uh, excited, ready to, you know, ship code, deliver, and they were getting bogged down by not having the right time of the day to do their work either. And that's really, I mean, that's what I thought, you know, there's something, there's something really off here. Uh, and, uh, started to dive into the space and think about what, how software might solve it, or, you know, what are the ways that we can solve it without software? So let's let's dive into the software aspect of it because I think that is where I, lo I love where we're going to head with this because there are a lot of people that feel that the tool will solve the problem, right? Like if I get this tool and just yeah. apply it, then it will work. And I think with the advent of generative AI, because AI has been around for a long time, it's just you know it's it's a hot button topic right now because of generative AI more than anything else. I mean, you just have to look at 
all of the, as we're recording this, like it's only been a couple of weeks since the Beatles new song came out where people are like, oh, they're using AI. I'm like, but they're not using, gen like they're using remixing AI and it's not, yeah. you know, I mean, and so there's a lot of fear. I'll use the term fear, but it's hesitancy, um, uh, misunderstanding around it. And so when someone sees that you're you're building, you know, like, again, an aut time automation tool, like with AI, and we've, Sunrise did this to a degree, not in the same degree that Clockwise does it, let's be clear, there is a separation there, but clearly, they were, I mean, Microsoft got really excited about what Sunrise was doing, acquired them, yep. and so when you're building a tool like this, and when you're you're kind of, you know, investing time and energy and attention in it, how how do you keep it from being like kind of getting away from you, you know what I mean? Where it becomes when all of a sudden the time automation gives you less agency rather than more agency. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, there, there are a number of fascinating topics right in here. So, I mean, I think the start, you know, there are a lot of great tools out there that can help you as an individual, um, you know, whether that's a task management tool, whether that's, you know, a scheduling link, whether it's just trying a new uh, calendar piece of software, but what we saw was an absence of tools that help the group use time together. Mm. And that's really, uh, instead of any modern organization of a sufficient size, I mean, you are spending your day meeting with other people, um, taking Slack messages from other people, responding to emails. Your, your time is necessarily interconnected with everybody that you work with. Right. And often you're not in control of that. I mean, you know, even as a, a manager or, you know, I'm the CEO of our company and, you know, it, I think like a lot of good leaders, you know, it's you try to run to where people need you. And so people make requests and I show up. Mm -hmm. um, and so helping to solve that shared space is really where we try to focus. And, and it brings it into kind of your second point, which is how do you, how do you utilize a tool that automates or, or, you know, take clockwise that equation, you know, talk about a AI tool that's really helping to um, supercharge a workflow. How do you, how do you start to use that tool in a way that supports you instead of starting to run with what the tool is providing? Right. It allows, it allows you to work subjectively towards objectives. And I think that's the key, right? Yes. Yeah. And I think, I think with any, I mean, this kind of weaves back into my general thesis around AI. I think that we're, you know, look like we are in with generative AI to your point. I mean, there have been a lot of um, uh, methodologies and different uh, ways of deploying AI, you know, it used to be called ML. It's basically been rebranded, called differently before that. But, but I think what we're going to see as this technology matures and as the product space around it matures is that tools that are going to thrive are those that augment the human's intent and accelerates the human intent. It's not gonna, I, I'm very skeptical that we yet have the technology to really supplant human intent, um, to let let a tool run on its own uh, completely. And, but tools that can help augment our intent and help take away some of the drudgery of the task space around them and help to accelerate what we can do, I think there's massive opportunity there. So let's talk about nuance, because I think that's what we're talking about here too, right? Like yeah. the idea of yeah. nuance. And so when you're working with, you know, when you're working on your own, nuance doesn't get – the risk of losing nuance is lower, I would think. Unless, you know, I mean, we all have, you know, the ability to kind of cast nuance aside when we start to involve ourselves in black or white, left or right, you know, thinking, right? It's when we kind of dive into the gray that I think that's where nuance can thrive. When you're, when you're dealing with a group 
right? Because there's nuance within that group already. Like as soon as you add a second person or a second element to an equation, nuance has no choice but to show up because now you've got relationships and relationships are nuanced. So how do you, when you're building, when you're looking at like say the calendar structure and you're looking at automation elements of that, can you give me some examples of, you know, things that you wanted to make sure happened when you're looking at tools like this or building a solution like this, but also something that maybe you didn't think about that came to the fore. You're like, Oh, we need to, you know, this is something that, we didn't take into account. However, this is how you can do that within the confines of this tool that we've made. Yeah, I mean, there are, there are tons of examples like this. I mean, we uh, work across every time zone in the world. Uh, we have users in every time zone in the world. Uh, and so not only does nuance arise inside the companies that we service, but also between different geographies. Uh, and so a, a couple of things here. I mean, when you look at how to map out a calendar, there is just a tremendous amount of nuance. And I think one of the most important things, and, and set aside any sort of tool, just as a, as a human that's operating in the world, I think one of the most important things to notice is that there's some things on the calendar or in the tool that is recorded. You right. know, I'm in this time zone. Uh, I need to be, uh, this is the start time of this meeting. Um, you know, maybe even here are my working hours, um, but there's a lot that's not stated. There's a lot that's just in your own head. I prefer to do this at this time. Uh, you know, I tend to have more energy in the morning. I tend to have less in the afternoon. I, you know, I'll go, I'll go to a meeting at 6 PM, but I really don't want to, if it can be avoided. Right. And so I think what, one of the primary learnings that we found is that, you know, if you're building the tool, you have to acknowledge that gap and rely on the human in the loop to give feedback and uh, provide input at the moment that you need that nuance. So a uh, specific example, if we're moving a meeting automatically, you always, you always get to select into whether you want to allow that meeting to move automatically. So you get to say, this is, this is of a type of meeting that I'm okay if it moves around a little bit. Uh, second is we put a lot of controls on that. We have to be quite conservative in the automated moving because the human's not going to be in the loop at the time that the meeting is moved. Mm -hmm. So they get to set preferences around it. You know, I prefer it to be at this time. I prefer it to be at this time, but then we're quite conservative. We won't move that if the meeting is happening within 24 hours, we'll be more conservative when it's closer. We will not move it outside of working hours. But if a user is scheduling that and we have the ability to get feedback from them, then you can be a little bit more aggressive. Because right. the, the user gets to make the choice. And so I think that, uh, you know, that's that's one area that's really important. And whenever you're thinking about schedules or intersecting with other folks is that there's just a lot of information you don't have access to. And so um, when in doubt, ask, you know, it's a, it's a simple yeah, that's, principle. But That's the crazy part, right? Because that, that information may be not even anywhere but up between their ears, right? Like, you know, yeah. that, that information yeah. could be new information that they're still kind of decompressing. And what's, what, what I'd, I'd love to dive into a little bit here. And again, tools aside is the calendar. I believe that the calendar and the to-do list are both essential elements to, you know, to improve one's relationship with time because the calendar, as you pointed out, is very time oriented, right? It's, it's either you get to decide preferential based on like, I'm a night owl. So I will do my later stuff earlier, like later in the day. Whereas conversations like this, I'll have earlier in the day, primarily because 
maybe I'm like that guy, the energy vampire and what we do in the shadows. I can take the energy <laughs> from the person because I'm feeding off of your, your energy regardless. Because right now, as we're talking about this, it is 1030 in my time zone, but it's 1230 in yours, right? So, yep. you know, that that's a nuance in and of itself, right? But the to-do list, I think, is categorically important because that's where the subjective work can happen. That's where you can say, what do I need to have to do this well, whether it's some kind of attention path, which is what I talk about in time crafting. Like I, you know, I'm tired. What can I do when I'm tired? Oh, here's all the things I could do. Calendar aside, right? So what is your relationship and what kind of relationship do you try to cultivate and nurture with the relationship between the calendar and the to-do list as, you know, let's use those as the primary kind of time management tools for lack of a, or time management, um, yeah, tools, I guess, for lack of a better term. Ever found yourself deep in a project, your flow state so intense that the world around you just fades away? That's the magic zone where ideas take flight and your work truly comes to life. But what if, in a blink, it could all disappear? Hard drives fail, coffee spills, and yes, even the dreaded accidental delete happens. But fear not, because Crash Plan has your back. Don't wait for disaster to strike. Head over to crashplan.com slash timecrafting now for a free trial and secure your creations with their limited time buy one, get one offers. Supporting our sponsors means supporting this podcast. So take a moment to check them out. Crash Plan is the superhero of cloud-based data protection, specifically designed for people like us who live and breathe their digital creations. Crash Plan ensures that every file, every idea, and every piece of hard work is safely backed up and protected. With Crash Plan Professional, you get unlimited backup for your computers, not servers or cloud apps, just pure essential data protection for PC, Mac, and Linux. This means your business plans, designs, music, and documents are continuously encrypted and updated in their secure cloud without you lifting a finger. Imagine this, your laptop takes a dive during a late night work session. With Crash Plan, it's not a disaster, it's just a minor hiccup. Their service runs quietly in the background, safeguarding every change you make every 15 minutes. And if the worst happens, your files are just a few clicks away from being restored with unlimited version retention acting as your personal time machine. For businesses, Crash Plan's multi-tenant capabilities are a game changer. Buy as many licenses as you need, manage them with ease, and let your team or your IT admin restore data seamlessly, saving precious time and resources. So go to crashplan.com slash timecrafting now to sign up for a free trial and take advantage of one of their limited buy one, get one offers for a productive conversation listeners. That's crashplan.com slash timecrafting. Back up better with Crash Plan. Ever caught yourself marveling at the seamless magic of everyday tech, like how noise-canceling headphones block out the world or the sheer bliss of meeting-free Fridays? Now imagine if there was a way to bring that kind of magic into selling online. Well, guess what? There is, and it's called Shopify. From the moment you decide to launch your online shop to opening your first physical store, and even when you're pinching yourself because, yes, you just hit a million orders, Shopify is there to guide your growth. Whether you're selling shipping supplies or the latest productivity tools, Shopify supports you everywhere with their all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system. The checkout? Oh, it's a breeze for your customers, converting up to 36% better than other platforms. And with Shopify Magic, your AI-powered assistant, you're selling more with way less effort. 
And you won't be alone in your Shopify journey because Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., supporting giants like Allbirds and Brooklyn and millions of entrepreneurs across 175 countries. Their award-winning support is always there, making sure businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. And yours can be one of those businesses. And for those looking to level up, Shopify's endless integrations and third-party apps from on-demand printing to chatbots ensure your business is always ahead of the curve. So what are you waiting for? Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash timecrafting, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash timecrafting now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. That's shopify.com slash timecrafting. Yeah, and I like I like how you start out in time crafting talking about, you know, whether you're primarily a calendar person or primarily a to-do list person. Because I've noticed the same tendency as well. And for myself, um, I'm primarily a to-do list person, um, even though I run a calendar company. But I find that that, you know, it is a yin and a yang, right? You mm-hmm. have to have both. And so for me, it's not as effective to time block with specificity. Um, you know, if I, if I'm trying to take a task and translate directly onto the calendar and some people have great success with this, I mean, you know, if it works for you, go for it. But, uh, it's rare that I will put something at three o'clock on Wednesday. That's like, Hey, you have to work on this deck and that'll actually be in the space to work on that. And so what I do is more around again, you know, using your, using the language of, um, of your writing, I, I tend to theme, right. um, you know, it's, I, this is a day or a time where I want to go after this type of work. And then I go to my to-do list to reference, okay, what is this, what's top priority when I'm in that space? Mm-hmm. And that's, that's much more effective for me because I find that the, you know, there is, there's just, um, there's an ebb and flow, not only to my day in terms of, you know, I have to budget in a little bit of um, reactivity to whatever's top priority in that moment. Um, you know, hopefully I keep it on the reins, but uh, there are things that arise that require attention. But then there's also ebb and flow just in my energy and, you know, where I'm at. You know, sometimes I can dive right into a big project. I can go and I can just get right into the mode. And sometimes I need to like spin up a little bit like get some get some momentum by doing some smaller tasks first and so i find that the for me um what's important is that theming Did but you, to go back and sorry yeah. to talk at length here mike no 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 that's one okay. of the things that i advise everyone and i think that you can do this with a tool or without a tool is what's the, what what is the key prerequisite to either of those approaches it's actually budgeting out sufficient time for your work and so whether you do that in big themes or blocks or whether you do that with specificity, you've got to think proactively about what time you have in the week. I I find it, you know, when we talk about calendars and to-do lists specifically, and especially, you know, when you're working in a group environment, that the calendar is the objective. It's the mutual understanding. You and I were scheduled to meet at 1015. Therefore, for you, it was 1215. For me, it was 1015. I need to be there. But what I've also found, I don't, I, I'm curious if this is the same for you and I, I know it's come across to some of the people I've worked with, is once you start to themify, right, like create those, it's almost as if you're rewiring your mind that that's when that stuff happens. So it's easy. Like every Wednesday I wake up and I know it's podcast day. Like I know it's audio video day. And I mean, I can do all of the preparation the night before in the world. I can set up my cameras. I can do all that stuff. But even if I don't do that, my brain is still going, oh, it's right. This is, oh, I should do this now. Like it, it, it creates almost like a new neural pathway. Do you find that that's the same 
Same for you? Absolutely. And I think this is pretty pretty substantiated in uh, behavioral science as well. I mean, you know, there are the age-old studies about if you set out a, a location, you know, you go to a different desk. And most of us don't have the luxury of going to a different desk. But in college, uh, you know, it works for me to go to the library. The library had a different physical context. And then, and you're, you know, you're wired to be predisposed to do different types of work. And I think that if you have that routine in that thematic um, that's in that is there as a default, it helps you focus more in that direction. I will say, however, that um, and I, I am a big believer in that, but I think that can feel like a luxury to people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you're if you're in an environment where you are basically your schedule is not your own. You know, you are you are at the whims of the organization for what happens when it can become more difficult or feel less obtainable to have that degree of um, like autonomy. autonomy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or age or agency is probably agency. a better word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so that's where attention pass would come. That's when the to do list really could help because that's where you you may not be able to do set aside the quote space on the calendar or the time on the calendar, but you can certainly set aside the time and space and the to-do list to kind of point you in the right direction. Right. Well, I think that's right. I think, I think the other thing that I, so I have these conversations all the time. Um, and uh, what I point out to folks is like, okay, you know, so maybe you're not in control of when that one-on-one is or when that recruiting meeting is or when that, you know, team sync is, but there's still a good chunk of your week that you are in control of. Um, you know, there's still space here to play with. And and I think also, um, you know, this is clockwise. We try to empower this through tools, but you can do it socially as well as, you know, some of those meetings can move. I mean, just because they're there doesn't mean that they have to be at that exact time. And so thinking the thing that feels like a luxury to folks, which is being able to plan out their day, I think, yes, acknowledge some things can't move. You know, you have some um, parts of your schedule that just aren't controllable that that that's that's life sometimes but you do have the ability to think proactively about what you need in the week what's not required in the week what you can maybe prune um what might be movable what's not movable and then if you still look at all that and you don't have time in your week to get done what you need to do then you need to have a talk with your with your manager with your team yeah yeah that reflection before action and after action i think is really important i want to shift gears and shift back to the idea of um, AI, um, just for a bit, because I think that there is, I mentioned off the top that there's a lot of, you know, um, conversation around it, you know, and, and as somebody who is developing things using, you know, generative AI, as well as some of the other elements, because I mean, again, it's a very, um, wide field and there's very, you know, like you said, it was machine learning before that and so on and so forth is to somebody who is hesitant or is like, I know that this could crack a nut for me. Like, I, like I'll use myself as an example. Um, when this episode is done, I'm going to kind of tear behind, the, give people a peek behind the curtain. I take the transcript of this episode and upload it and we get takeaways from it. And I use those. I used to actually write notes down, like physically. And I know some podcasters will still type notes. Um, and then the producer has to take out the, the mechanical keyboard sounds or what have you, or, or they're writing notes, which is totally fine. But, but by using that, that tool, whatever that tool is, and there's a variety of them, 
Um, and having that mindset, it allows me to have a more engaged conversation with you where I'm not, you know, like I know that this stuff is being, quote, recorded, not just in audio format, but also I'm going to get some takeaways from it that I can at least review. And by the way, sometimes it messes up. You know this. I know this. Like it's not perfect. So it's not like you're going to get a finished product out of it. But by doing that, it's freeing me up to do the things that only, like you pointed out, only I can do. It's augmenting it. So, you know, for those people who are like, well, that's cheating or that's this, or like, how do you break some of those biases? And what are some of the things that you found works with the team you're working with, as well as just people who are curious about it? Yeah, I mean, uh, there's a first I would just note that we're we're in early innings here. Mm hmm. You know, and and I think that we're both in early innings and in a hype cycle. Um, and this happens with new technologies, uh, especially breakthrough technologies. And I really think that generative AI is a is a breakthrough technology. Yeah. You know, you you have to the first wave of stuff is usually people applying the new technology to existing software or existing work streams and existing UX UI paradigms. Mm -hmm. And it takes a while. It takes a while to figure out what is this really suited towards? What is this? How, how do we, how are we going to utilize this? We're still trying to figure think... that out with email. We're still trying to, <laughs> <laughs> you know, this could have been a, a, an email. This could have been yeah. a text message. We're still trying to figure that out. And how old is email? So anyway. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> no, that's absolutely right. Some of it never goes away. Um, you know, I mean, on, uh, on mobile phones, you know, it, it took a little while to figure out, okay, these are going to be really good for maps and for, you know, hailing a cab on the go. And, um, and I think it's going to take a little while. And, and so what I generally encourage people is just think of it as play, like play around. Um, you know, none of this is an existential risk. I mean, these are probability machines uh, and you can you can just play with new tools that you find. I mean, I think if you if you decouple it a little bit from, OK, I you know, this is a transformative technology. I need to be on the cutting edge, yada, yada, all the pressure of it try some stuff out, you know, it's kind of fun. I mean, there, there are wild new tools out there. And if none of it, if none of it takes, then fine, you know, move on. And if you find a couple tools, you know, transcription tools in your case um, that help you and augment you and accelerate you, that's wonderful. I mean, and fantastic. Um, so that's the first step is just like, especially when people are a little bit hesitant, um, you know, try it. Uh, one thing that I recommend, <laughs> recommended to my parents is, uh, you know, on ChatGPT, uh, my dad was, he had to hang a TV mm. on the wall. And it was uh, actually a pretty complicated one because it was a tiled wall above a fireplace. Mm. Yeah. And so, you know, you can, you can research this on Google, no problem. But I was like, yeah, you know, try talking to ChatGPT about it. Um, and you can have these complicated interactive back and forth. It's like, oh, you know, I never would have, like it, it, and the thing that was wonderful about it that I think is um, kind of where we're at with the technology right now is that you can use it as a, partner in thinking agree you know, it, it doesn't necessarily get the end result but it, it helps spur and it helps you push forward your thought process have you ever looked into fasting and thought i love the benefits but i can't go days without eating well that's where prolon comes in transforming the fasting experience with a plant-based nutrition program that tricks your cells into thinking they're fasting without actually having to stop eating 
Developed through decades of research at the University of Southern California Longevity Institute, Prolon is not just another diet, it's a scientifically backed program designed to support your body's natural processes. Now keep in mind, this isn't about cutting out food. It's about providing your body with the right nutrients to enter a fasting state while still eating. The program includes snacks, soups, and beverages, all carefully designed to support healthy blood sugar levels, cardiovascular health, and even reduce abdominal fat. And the convenience? It's unmatched. Everything you need comes in one box delivered right to your doorstep. Thousands of doctors now recommend Prolon for its health benefits, backed by Nobel Prize winning science. So if you're looking for a way to kickstart your health journey with all the benefits of fasting and none of the hunger, Prolon is the answer. And right now, Prolon is offering a Productive Conversation listeners 10% off their five-day nutrition program. Go to prolonlife.com slash timecrafting. That's P-R-O-L-O-N life.com slash timecrafting for this special offer. Again, that's prolonlife.com slash timecrafting. Check it out today. I absolutely had this experience when I was thinking about my annual axiom for 2024. Like I, I threw, I had a conversation with it. Like, and really when you're doing that, you're having a conversation. Sure. You could argue that you're having a conversation that has bias already built in because you're, I mean, that's, but that's, that's going to happen if you talk to somebody who lives in the bubble of productivity anyway, like there's already going to be some bias no matter what. It's just, it's a different, but that, that conversation, which lasted at least 12 prompts back and forth resulted in the, an annual axiom that I can get behind because it was thought through. Plus it was reflecting ideas back at me that, yeah, I probably had, but I couldn't unlock. It's like when we were talking about, you said, I said autonomy agency, like the word just didn't quite, and you're like, oh, it can come up with that that quickly. And I think one of the things that especially chat GPT four will help us with and chat GPT in general is we may end up asking better clearer questions in general as we get better at this because if you if you ask like let me put it this way write show notes for this podcast versus write a like getting more descriptive and being more clear the results are pretty obvious like you can tell what looks okay versus what looks you know this is closer to the finished product that i would like i'm going to fine tune it so that's going to help you with things like interview like talking having conversations with you working with your employees that you're leading you know being able to ask better wouldn't it be great if you were to say hey let's come up with some really concentrated questions that i can ask team members about this and having that library available to you now I know that some some people are like yeah, but you know your 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 data like you know those questions. What's it, it's it's recording and all that. There's lots of information about that out there, but also, I mean, I can tell you at this point, if you were to type into Chat GPT four, write a blog post in the style of Mike Vardy, it could, because yeah. it's been scraping data from way back when. So you have to decide ultimately, are you gonna dip your toe in and play with it? And I think that's, you're right. I think that's the best approach versus I'm just going to ignore it and let everybody else, you know, kind of play in that sandbox. It's going to have you, I mean, I, you don't want to be that person, I don't think, that doesn't know how to change the flashing 12 on your VCR. Like you want to know how to do that, right? <laughs> like, because you don't want to have to rely on somebody else to do that for you. So to me, like it, there is, again, back to nuance. There's nuanced approaches to this, you know, 
I could take one of my old blog posts and say, turn it into a Twitter thread or an X thread. And it would, right? Yeah. So yeah. is that is that an effective use of generative AI? I think it is. Now, is it going to make some people lose their jobs as social media marketers? Perhaps, but also we're seeing social media marketing for the longest time has been absorbed into general marketing anyway. So those specialized positions have been disappearing for a while. Furthermore, I don't think so. I think you're going to still have people that go, yeah, you know what, though? You don't know the, the current tactics that you might want to use or you this this works better than this. So if anything, you may have people who were doing this before that just say we won't we, they may even use the tool. Hey, we'll yeah. write this for yeah. you. Right. So. I don't think it's going to be, it's not, I mean, the sky is not falling. If anything, I think the sky is opening up. Yeah, I think it's, I mean, it's like so many other new tools that we get, which is that if you have something that's directly in your space and that could potentially make you more effective or, uh, which is really more competitive on the market, um, you know, you either get better throughput, you get better results, you get um, more impact, you know, then I think, again, you know, Playing with the tools, being part of the conversation, being aware of what other people is doing is just, it's just part of being a professional, mm -hmm. um, you know, and uh, we, it's completely reasonable to have concerns about the underlying technology, but at the end of the day, you know, I think you're flashing v VCR is a good analogy um, or you're not knowing how to effectively search on Google. Yeah. Um, you know, if that's just going to be, that's a skill set that you build up over time to figure out, you know, how do you eke out the best results from finding stuff? How do you do research on the internet? And if you aren't able to do that in some realms, you're going to be at a disadvantage. And, and you know, if, if you're willfully um, unaware of that disadvantage, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't think that's a good place to be. You know, I think it's at least worth trying, playing with it seeing if it is an advantage, seeing if you do find value of it. And if you don't, then at least you're part, you know, you get, you have a reasonable reply to people when they ask you, are you using such and such and blah, blah, blah. It gets back to that Walt Whitman quote that was made famous in Ted Lasso, be curious, not judgmental, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So actually that, as we get close to wrapping up, I want to throw that back towards clockwise. Like to me, it seems like clockwise is more of a curious as opposed to judgmental piece of technology for organizations. In other words, yeah, I mean, we are quick to judge, but it's looking at what patterns exist, what preferences you put in. And I mean, we'll, we'll link to the Fast Company article where the, the uh, let's say the, the, the headline is a typical headline, <laughs> impossible <laughs> meetings in, in quotes. It's like, all right. And I, and I mean, it made me read it. I'm like, okay, those, these are just meetings. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but to that end, like, you know, what, would you say that, that that's kind of where clockwise is in, is in that curiosity, like it's the learning, it's the understanding. And then as opposed to judging, because it really doesn't have the ability to judge on its own. It's, it's basically taking what you've given it and then kind of showing, reflecting back on you and your organization about like, Hey, you know, this, we have a lot of meetings and here's how we're going to spread them out. Or here's what makes the most sense. So it, it becomes an aid uh, in, in that more than uh, it's not a panacea. It's an actual helpful thing that will help you see things that you might otherwise be blind to. I think that's right. I think that's right. Um, uh, and I like that framing. I think another um, framing that, you know, it's a little bit cliched, but I'll use it anyways, is, you know, it's, it's, it's also similar to a bicycle in some regards. 
you know, you might be able to walk the distance and it, you're probably going to get there um, without the bike. But there's some trips that you're just, you're going to look at the distance, you're going to go, oh, I'm not going to do that um, because it's it's so much. But with a bike, you're like, okay, yeah, I'll hop on and go. And I think clockwise at its best is similar to that where enabling people to get the focus time that they need, you know, like, like you can do it, you can do it. Um, but clockwise makes it easier. We, uh, get those preferences in so that automatically it happens. So it automatically frees things up, um, rescheduling, finding the right time for a meeting that has six people on it. You know, you can do it, but like if they're across time zones, you know, you might just look at it and go, Oh, fine. I'm just going to go at this time. Yeah. <laughs> it's not worth effort. Yeah. And so, I, the, you know, and uh, when you stack those up together, uh, it's really pretty transformative. You find that organizations who utilize something of this nature, you end up not only do you get the job done, uh, you know, you get the job done of having uh, more focus time, having time allotted for lunch, making sure your personal calendar is respected, making sure that the whole team is more productive, but then you get knock on effects where, you know, seeing that in action and seeing focus time on other people's schedules, seeing it reflected in Slack through Slack sync, like it builds a culture of awareness that then also starts to pay dividends as people think a little bit more carefully about, you know, ah, do I really need this meeting? You know, does Mike really need to be an attendee for this? Maybe I'll cut it back a little bit. And, and so I think that, you know, that comes back to the curious, not judgmental. We're trying to help understand you and help you understand the organization so that we can drive better results overall. Matt, this has been a great conversation. I know we could talk a lot more about a lot of other stuff because we geek out about this stuff, but where can people keep up with you and the work that you're doing? Yeah. I mean, the, the best place by far is just to go to getclockwise.com. Um, but you can also follow me. I'm actually, you can find me on Twitter slash X. Uh, my handle is VoxMat, but the best thing these days actually is LinkedIn. Yeah. I'm finding it kind of nice to be in a place where everybody has their professional credentials attached. It, it I think it cools down the temp of what people are putting on there. Fair. Um, so uh, <laughs> follow, follow along on LinkedIn, and I think that's probably the best place to keep up with me. Sometimes Microsoft's willingness to not change something can be beneficial when it comes to something. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. I you know, just so. leave it alone. Don't you know? Like, yes, it was, and it, that's interesting because LinkedIn was like the professional. Re I don't have a resume. I'm not looking for work, but it's yeah. evolved into like probably the most professional, for lack of a better term, social network that's out there. And it's it. You know, I'm spending a bit more time. I could use more time on there. Um, but again, it's, 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 yeah. So LinkedIn, that's awesome. Hey, Matt, thanks so much for taking the time to, uh, have a productive conversation with me today. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks so much for making the space, Mike. Big thanks to Matt for joining me on the program today. You can find all of the relevant show notes and links in the app that you're using, whether it's Apple podcasts or Spotify or whatever you're using to listen to podcasts. You can find the show notes there or just go to productivityist.com slash podcast 505. And by the way, if you want to support the show, you can subscribe to the show in this very app that you're using right now, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Overcast, wherever you're using, hit the subscribe button. That way you don't miss a single episode of what's to come. And you can go through the archives simply and easily, including episode 500, which is my live conversation with the one and only creator of Getting Things Done, David Allen. Another way to support the show is to check out the sponsors that we have, and you can check them out at productivityist.com slash podcast sponsors. You'll hear from those that you listen to during this conversation today. And when you check out those sponsors and let them know that we sent you, it supports the show and helps keeps the light on and the microphone going and 
the other light one. <laughs> That's it for this episode of A Productive Conversation. I'm Mike Vardy. Thanks again for joining me. And until next time, stop doing productive and start being productive. See you later. <laughs>